this morning. Um, as Yancey mentioned, um, I've been asked to talk about the Son of Man this morning. And last Sunday, those of you here remember Yancey talked about the Son of God, about um, His deity, His Him as our eternal Creator, and our Lord and our God. And He is every bit of that. But He also came to earth as a man. And He was very much a man as He walked here. And I want to talk about that this morning. Um, He was was born in a poor family um, in Nazareth, a Jewish village. And they... uh, they weren't married, Mary and Joseph. And this caused a lot of talking, rumors. A lot of people shook their heads at the shame of this child born out of wedlock. And Mary, of course, knew the truth. He was born of God, but that wouldn't stop the kids from teasing him at school or the parents spreading false rumors about this family. And so that's how the environment he grew up in. And um, a lot of times people would, even when he was older, they would use this against him, throw it in his face. They would, uh, like the Pharisees did here in John 8 and 41, says, we were not born of fornication. We have one Father, God, who would snidely throw that in his face when they disagreed with him. But Mary, Mary knew the truth, and she always believed in him. The boy Jesus learned to speak Hebrew and to read and to write in Hebrew, and he was just like. All the other Jewish kids in that time, he grew up and had to learn stuff. And he didn't know, you know, how to, how to behave. And he had to learn. And he had to learn how to obey his parents. He learned to learn how to, how to work. And how, to, how he had to study and go to school when he probably just wanted to go out and play. He had to learn to obey his parents and do what they wanted. Because he didn't always do exactly what his parents wanted him to do. Just like other kids. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 41, we read how the family traveled to Jerusalem to the Passover feast. And while they were there, I guess they kind of split up and some were staying with some relatives and, and family and friends, you know. And Jesus wanders off by himself in the city. And they got to go, ready to go home, and they assumed he was with them, and he wasn't. And they got almost home when they realized Jesus wasn't here. So Mary and Joseph went all the way back to the city, and they searched that city for three days, trying to find him. You can imagine how upset they were. When they finally found him, he was in the temple listening and asking questions. That was not a good day for Jesus and his family. He got in trouble. 
You know, I know what it's like. I was about that age. I used to, I used to ride the bus to home and school. And, and sometimes I would start messing around and get distracted and I would miss the bus. And one day I remember missing the bus and I went to, to a friend's house. And they were having a birthday party there. And that was a blast. I remember the pin the tail on the donkey and everything. It was, it was incredible. And I was having so much fun and having a great time. I completely forgot about calling home. And it was late that night when they finally tracked me down. I was in trouble. I never forget how much trouble I was in. You see, kids don't, don't know how other people are feeling. They, they have to learn to empathize with people. To, that the actions they take affect other people. They have to learn that. Jesus had to learn that as a kid. Well, in Luke chapter 51... Luke chapter 2 and verse 51 rather. It says, Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So Jesus learned to obey his elders and he continued to listen to the teachers and to study the scripture and ask questions. And Jesus wanted to understand the truth. And he wanted to do what was right. And so he became respected, a respected young man in this community. And growing up in a poor family, everyone had to pitch in and work. And this family was no exception. Joseph was a carpenter, and he taught Jesus how to build furniture and the trade that he was in. What do you think a table or a chair made by Jesus would be worth today? You know, priceless. But you know, back then, it was just the table. It was no different than any other chair or piece of furniture in Nazareth. Just, just furniture. You know, but Jesus knew that God wanted him to do more in this life than build furniture. And so he kept studying the scripture, reading about his word and what God said. Now, Jesus had a cousin about his age named John. And John lived out in the wilderness. He was a prophet of God. And he was preaching to people out there and baptizing them, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And one day Jesus went out there to where John was baptizing to be baptized by him. And when he came up to John, John would always tell people there was another one coming, greater than me. And you should listen to him. And when Jesus approached, he knew that was the one that God had told him about. And he says, I'm not worthy. 
I should be baptized by you, but Jesus insisted. So he was baptized that day. And when he came out, out of the water, immediately coming out of the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. Then the voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus knew. Jesus knew He was the Son of God. He knew that. He knew who He was, who His Father was. But you know that didn't make His life any easier, knowing this. Do you remember you remember what Satan did to Job? When Satan gets serious, he can be rough. Satan wanted Jesus more than he wanted Job. And he was about to get rough. Jesus had to be ready. He had to prepare himself for the fight. So what did he do? He didn't use some miraculous gift to prepare for this. He used the same things you and I have available to us. What we can do today. He used prayer and fasting. He prayed and he fasted. And he meditated on the Word of God. That's what he did. That's what he used. You think he just did this once a week? Every once in a while? He fasted for 40 days. He was serious about this fight. Because Satan certainly was. He tempted him every chance he got. You know, Jesus got hungry. Just like we do. Every day he would get hungry. But... And you know when he fasted in the wilderness for 40 days, he must have been starving. Extremely. But he was fasting. And he focused instead on, instead of on the word that Satan put in his head, because he'll do that. He'll stick stuff in your... You'll, you'll have these thoughts and it'll drive you crazy if you think about this all the time. Instead of thinking about those things, though, he meditated on the Word of God. He thought about the Word of God. What does God say? What does, what does the Scripture say? That's what he focused on whenever Satan put these things in his head. We can do that. We can do the same thing. Jesus fought the same battles with the flesh with the lust of the flesh that we fight today. The same ones. He also fought against pride like we fight today. Have you ever had someone criticize you about something you're doing and you know you're right? You know absolutely certain you are right. You are doing it correct. And they're like making fun of you. It hurts, doesn't it? It, it? it makes you frustrated. You want to lash out at them and then and show them they're wrong. Well, Jesus knew He was the Son of God. He knew that. But His whole life, people kept trying to get Him to prove it. 
prove you are. Show us. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. What sign do you do? What sign do you show us since you do these things? Show us a sign. Come on, if you really are Him. Save yourself if you are the Son of God. Come down from the cross. Jesus had to deal with His pride. And attacks on His pride. Jesus also was tempted by what He saw. He saw a world filled with pleasures and lovely things and things that would satisfy the lust of the eye. You know, Jesus didn't prefer sleeping on the ground. He would, it isn't like He wouldn't rather have slept in a bed than with a rock under His head. And He would see people that had things. And Jesus, you know he, he, didn't, he didn't prefer suffering while other people had stuff. While other people had luxury. That isn't what Jesus wanted. You know, I'm sure they didn't, they didn't have all the toys and comforts we have today, but they had luxuries that he would be tempted to seek after. You know? And if he had spent more time with this carpentry and made more furniture, he could have sold more stuff. He could have bought more stuff. He could have had some of the things that other people had. When Satan would show him these things, would try to get him to serve his flesh rather than God, he had an answer. Jesus had an answer. He said, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve. See what meditating on the Scripture can do. It can help you. It can help you defeat these thoughts that come into your mind if you meditate on the Word of God and have it there in your mind, right there. He had it. The man Jesus was tempted often. And it was hard to resist. And he got tired, but he kept fighting. As we read this morning, Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. You know, another thing about Jesus, the man Jesus, is He had friends, like we do. You know, in preparing this lesson, sometimes it was hard for me to think of Jesus as, you know, hanging out with friends, but he had friends. I mean, the stuff that's written in the Bible is just a very small part. You know, he, he lived for years. There are lots of things, details, everyday things that he did. He had friends. And we, we read about some of them. Lazarus was one, Mary and Martha, close to them. 
And the apostles, he lived with these people. Peter, and especially John. John was cool. He liked hanging out with John. And loved him very much. He was a, these were close, personal friends of Jesus. People he liked to do stuff with. And people he shared his life with. Both the good times and the bad times he shared with these people. And life wasn't always misery and suffering for Jesus. There were good times. You know, for example, Jesus got to see a woman whose child was dead. Brought back to life. The tears of joy running down her face as she saw her child, embraced her child who was dead. Good times. He got to see the look on James and John's Just say the word of Jesus and Christ. 
Thank you. 
Jesus lives. 